1: it is the greatest theme song in all of podcasting it's time for torpedo dude it's been a minute but i mean it's the last it's the end of the kiss you know we should talk about it a little bit i think
0: yeah and we do this show semi regularly on patreon as it is today but uh it, a lot of you listening to this are hearing it for free so um consider this like a little preview um, of what you'll get, there's hundreds of hours of stuff on our Patreon, and yeah. it's Torpedo Dudes. It's also the Chris and Aaron Show. We talk about our lives. You you get some stuff you probably don't want to know, <laughs> but uh, it's but it's fun if you if you really invest into Decibel Geek and you like you know hearing about us. It's a chance to hear about what goes on when we're not doing the show.
1: Yeah, and, and also a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. A lot of us working things out and bouncing ideas off each other, and you kind of get like a sneak peek into the, the making of the show a lot of times.
0: Yeah, and if or if we have to pick a bone with each other, it's usually on there.
1: So. Yeah, it's always on there.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, the, the real drama's on there. But uh, <laughs> we thought we would do um, a Torpedo Dudes for All, because this is the last week that uh, KISS, at least as a live act, apparently will exist.
1: Oh, nice. So we're doing this for everybody?
0: Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, put it out and just let everybody... You know, we, this is the this is the, the deepest we're going to get into getting into the whole hoopla of uh, the final week. I mean, I'm not even doing the pay-per-view. Are you doing it?
1: No. And I guess if you're listening to this just because you're a KISS fan and you happen to stumble across it, I'm Aaron Camaro, along with my friend Chris Sinzak. We're huge KISS fans, have been since we were little kids. And, you know, it's... For me personally, it's, it's tough times, and it has been for a long time to be a KISS fan. Because, man, I look back at their heyday, and they were so good. You know, and you watch them old videos on YouTube now, and of the classic era, and man, it was so amazing, you know, and, and growing up a KISS fan. I know, you know, I was a fan of KISS when I was a little bitty kid, and then stayed with them the whole time, even when they took their makeup off and everything. You found out about KISS around the Crazy Nights era, and you're still a fan, yeah. You can't believe it, but it's true. You know, so we we're legit. We're legit. Kiss fans who have loved this band for as long as they've been in our lives, have fought and argued with people that have tried to tell us that kiss sucks over the years. We're like you. If you're a huge kiss fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about.
0: Sure. And you know, we are both technically still fans. We're not real crazy about how they're going out and how they've been the last few years. Um, but at the same time, and like, there's a lot of tribalism these days in society where it's like, if you don't support them now with this lineup and what they're doing, then you're not a fan anymore. And I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't buy a, into that.
1: Not a true fan. Yeah,
0: but it's like if you're a Yankees fan and they have a shitty team, are you not allowed to criticize them having a shitty team?
1: Right. Yeah. Totally. I agree with that. You know, I, could I get it. Because, like I said, you know, being a Kiss fan from as long as I can remember that was my band, you know, but I don't know. I think it all kind of changed for me, especially when when they just, they they should have given Eric and Tommy their own personas. And I guess I understand why they didn't from a business point of view. Maybe not because you could have sold more stuff with more characters, I think. But they decided not to do that. At the time, it felt like, when you went and seen them live, if it was Tommy Thayer up on stage, they wouldn't really clue the audience in on the fact that it wasn't Ace Fraley. And so it seemed pretty phony at the time. And, I, you know, I'm a huge Ace Fraley fan. Like, Ace was my guy. Kiss is one of them bands where each member has such a character and has such, has such character, I guess, and personality is what I'm thinking of, that... Like the Beatles, everybody's got their favorite members. So I was always an Ace guy. And so when I see Kiss start doing Ace dirty, I guess maybe it even goes back further than that, back to the 80s, when all they wanted to do was talk about how Ace and Peter blew it and were drunks and were drug addicts and didn't really contribute as much as you know people want to give them credit for and stuff like that would make me mad at Kiss. But getting new guys and putting them in the, the cat and the spaceman... Get-ups, you know, and trying to pass them off as, oh, this is the space band and the cat man, you know that that always seemed kind of phony to me, and I just, I, it was the cracks in the armor of my Kiss fan fanhood. And then all these years later, and the same band that always said, you know, if if it's too loud, you're too old, you know, and if and if you can't get up there on stage and deliver the goods, then you should hang it up and jump ahead a few years, and then they're telling everybody. If you use tapes on stage, you should have to, you know, tell the fans that ahead of time, you know, so it's legit when they're buying a ticket that they understand they're not getting the real thing. But then as KISS ages and gets to this point, then they're doing all the things they used to criticize everybody else for doing. And that always kind of that seemed phony to me, too, you know, so then more cracks in my fanhood, you know, and I hate that. I fucking hate it because I love KISS. I don't want to not like Kiss. I want to love them, and I wish that when I seen them on the farewell tour back in 2000 or whenever it was, I wish that would have been it. I wish they would have hung it up right then and there, took off the makeup, went their separate ways, did their separate things, and just let it end right at the real farewell
0: tour. I differ a little with you on this. Um, I wasn't crazy about the makeup thing. To start with, but after a couple, and which it was the main reason I didn't see him in 2003 or 2004 because it irritated me. Um, but I once they once I once they decided that they were going to do new material with this lineup, I was like, okay, I can let the makeup thing go and support them if they're at least going to be a working band putting material out. So right. I kind of got back on board in 2000. Was it 2009 that Sonic Boom came out? I think. Um, and then I took my kid to see him then, and it was a fun show. Um, still, still not I, to this day, I'm not crazy about Tommy and Eric wearing the makeup, but it's a business decision. I get why they do it. It's not Tommy and Eric's fault. I have respect for both those guys. Yeah, totally. But they were so they were a working band again between 2009 and 2012 with Sonic Boom and Monster, and I was like, I can at least deal with this. So, and this and this is just me speaking as my own personal fandom everyone everyone has their own thoughts on this but and then after that that then it started just becoming the rehashed heritage act greatest hit show and they 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 started slagging themselves for doing new music with sonic boom and monster like we don't know why we did that you know people obviously don't care and i guess i get it because sales are not what you expected them to be from the back in the 80s but like there's a sliver of us that have been around longer than 20 years as your fan like, right. let us give us something, Yeah, you know, and then, but they stopped doing that. They started slagging people, putting new music out. The Rolling Stones don't seem to care about record sales, but they're just happy. It's like, you, you know, at one point you guys were musicians and did it for loving music at one time, you know, but I don't, I don't get that vibe from them anymore, but hopefully Gene will prove me wrong next year.
1: Well, I mean, even I bought those albums. When they came out, I bought those, you know, because I was excited for new Kiss music. I wasn't a fan of the whole concept of these guys are just trying to take over Ace and Peter's spots, is what it felt like. That's what Kiss made it feel like. It shouldn't have felt like that, because you didn't have those feelings when Eric Carr joined the band. He had his own persona. You accepted him as somebody new. When even Vinnie Vincent joined the band, he had his own persona. You accepted him as somebody new. Right. But if when Eric Carr joined the band, if they would have put Peter Chris's makeup on him, it would have been an outrage. Oh, sure. And if they would have put Ace Fraley's makeup on Vinnie Vincent, people would have been flipping the freak out over that. They'd have been so angry.
0: Yeah, I agree. But, I mean, in today's times, though, they did what made probably more financial sense. So I get why they did it. It makes sense. But at the same time, I where I came off the... the When I stepped off the train was when the track started. And, you know, and also, and actually before that, because Paul's voice, Paul Paul blew his voice out years ago, over 10 years ago. And I saw him in 2010, and it was passable to to hear it live. It was still a fun show. But after that, it went downhill really fast. And, like, this is no criticism of Paul. It's just nature catching up with him. His voice is gone.
1: Yeah, he can't help that.
0: But... At that point, that's when you're faced with a real decision. You have a moral dilemma here. Is is your moral compass going to point you to say, well, it's been a good career, but I can't taint what I've built all these years, and I'm going to go ahead and gracefully step aside because I can't do what I used to do? That was one path they could have gone by, but they chose the opposite path. We're going to rely on technology, and we're going to grab as much cash as we humanly can.
1: Right. And that's the other side of it, too, is where you go, OK, you know, I'm, I'm not able to knock it out of the park the way I used to. You know, maybe it is time to hang it up. But then on the door, who is it? It's large amounts of money and cash for you to keep going, even though, you know, you know, you're having a hard time and that you should probably hang it up. Then you go, dang, look at all those big bags of money. You know, I could really use all that. They go, well, shit, you know, well, you know, they, I guess they they still want to pay me to do it. You know, I'm, I'm going to find a way to do it. So, I mean, there's to, to be, to try to see both sides of it. If nobody was offering the money, then I'm sure it would have been really easy to hang it up. But when there's still people banging down the door wanting to bring Kiss to their town and put them in the arena and pay them big bucks to do it, it's kind of hard to say no to that, and at then there, there's your excuse. You know, hey, people still want it. We sure. got to figure out a way to give it to them.
0: Yeah, but I mean, there's I, I'm and I hate to say this, but like if Paul had a stroke and could barely speak, but he goes, I'll still go out there if you guys want me to come out there. There's still a bunch of knucklehead Kiss fans that would say, Yeah, come on out here, Paul. We'll, right. come, we'll pay to see you.
1: Yeah, where the bunch of us would be like, No, man, you've given enough. You know, you have given enough. You've given us a lifetime of amazing music and amazing performances and one of the most iconic lead men, front men of all time, you know, now is time for you to rest and take it easy. But you're right. You know, there are KISS fans be like, wheel his ass up there, you know? I don't care if he's lip syncing, and that's what you got nowadays. You know, wheel him up there. We don't care if they're lip syncing. We like the explosions. We like the laser lights. We like the songs.
0: Yeah, and we want to relive what we felt like when we were 12. And it's like, well, nostalgia is fine and all, but it's it's becoming detrimental when you'd rather see a band limp to the finish line than do, do the audacious thing of looking up new music and getting into different bands. Right. I, I swear there's a percentage of KISS fans that have no idea that there's other music aside from KISS.
1: Well, there you go. If you're listening to this, you know, we do the Decibel Geek podcast every single week and all the time. We're turning people on to new bands, new music, stuff coming out today, brand new things. And it all comes from the perspective of old school KISS fans. So if it's something we like, and we're huge KISS fans, odds are there's stuff that you're going to like, and we'd be able to turn you on to it if you give us a chance. But I know somebody brought that concept to me not too long ago, and it really blew my mind. Like People that will only listen to KISS, like I've got an iPod that's got thousands of songs on it, and I can't imagine like somebody buy an iPod or whatever and download the Kiss discography on there, and that's it, and never listen to anything else. That blows my mind. But then I was told, no, there's actually quite a few people out there that actually only listen to Kiss. Yeah,
0: and I I I did for like six months when I was thirteen, and then <laughs> and then I got and then I got back to listening to other bands again.
1: <laughs> yeah, when I was a young kid, all I listened to was Kiss. But then you know I. Following my dad's Black Sabbath records and Zeppelin, and then started turning on MTV and learning about Motley Crue and Poison and you know other good bands. And you know, Kiss was always the gateway drug for me into everything else. You know, so it always started with Kiss, and it's like Motley Crue, that's kind of like Kiss. I like that. You know, all these bands coming out, like yeah, hard rock, great drums, awesome songs, electric guitars. Yeah, okay, I can like this too. But just, I can't imagine living a life today where every morning I wake up and go, hmm, what KISS record do I want to listen to today? (laughs) Because they've got a hell of a discography, but to base your entire life in listening, I don't know.
0: (laughs) This feels like a wicked Lester day.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) You know, and even when we started Decibel Geek over 12 years ago, originally we talked about, you know, well you're a huge Kiss fan too. Maybe we should do a Kiss show. And when we talked about it, it's like I don't know if we want to pigeon ourselves into <laughs> one band, you know, even if it is Kiss, you know, and I could talk about Kiss all day and all night, but uh. I don't know if I want to do 12 years of Kiss, you know. I'm going to we're going to want to branch out eventually, you know, so let's just keep it wide open so that we can also talk a whole lot about KISS. We can dedicate the entire month of July every single year just to talking about KISS. And we can get that out of our system without being locked down to just KISS. So if somebody says, we can't just do KISS podcast, take it one step further and be like, I only listen to KISS.
0: That's a little insane. I wonder if there's somebody out there who only listens to KISS podcasts.
1: I bet. Yeah. I bet there is. Probably a lot of people. Based on some of the ratings I see in the, the reviews and the way people talk about them, there's some Kiss shows out there that do pretty damn good.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. I
1: mean, especially our Pantheon brothers, Shout It Out Loudcast.
0: Oh, yeah. They're great. You know, and other shows do well, too. Some with even real listeners.
1: The podcast Rock City does really good, I'm sure. And, you know, you got the Kiss Room and all that. I mean, there's some really great podcasts out there completely and only dedicated to kiss but some days those poor guys gotta you know put on their headphones sit down in front of the microphone and go oh
0: fuck (laughs) yeah well and i yeah i like several of those i also like uh, julian's kiss faq they just did their 500th episode
1: that's Uh, right congratulations to julian and the guys over there that's another great kiss podcast
0: um, but no, I, um, I like that, but I thought we'd hit, just hit a couple of headlines of this past week. Cause so much has happened really in the kiss world in the past week that it, it would have been, it would have been too kiss dominant to do it on a geek wire. So I thought, let's just do it real quick in a torpedo dudes, but we'll just make it available to everybody.
1: Okay. All right. That sounds good to me. We love it. It's the season of giving. If you're liking this, you can become a decibel geek VIP by checking out, patreon and looking up decibel geek and seeing all we have to offer like chris said when we started this we got hundreds of hours of extra stuff and then plus we do the free show every single week so yeah become a supporter on patreon get access to all this stuff you can go way back in the archives and start at the very beginning we've been talking about kiss since the very beginning
0: so i want to start with a story this is kind of two stories combined into one so about a week ago kiss had stops planned in ottawa canada toronto and then a Knoxville show. First time they'd played Knoxville since the Revenge Tour actually. Oh wow. Um, in Johnson City and all three shows ended up getting canceled because Paul got the flu. Mhm. And of course everyone started to panic, especially a lot of my friends who have uh, tickets and hotel to and travel to New York for the the final shows this weekend at Madison Square Garden. So Everybody's like, oh my God. You know, and also since then they've had Indianapolis, Chicago, maybe one other, but you know, everybody started getting nervous because these guys are not young and they're back at it. They, they played Indy, they played Chicago. Um, but there's an interesting thing about this, um, between Ottawa and Toronto, there was a horrible thing that happened at, uh, Niagara Falls. Did you hear about this, this horrible car explosion?
1: You know, I read the headline on the notes you sent me, and I can't understand, but I'm dying to know what the car explosion at the Rainbow Bridge in Niagara Falls has
0: to do with KISS. So apparently, and I I don't know where they got this information, but from, and it was real legitimate legitimate news sources said that the couple that was killed in the, so what happened was a Bentley, a really nice Bentley called a Bentley Continental. I think it's like a $300,000 car. It's crazy. Um, for some reason was speeding around a curve near Toronto and or near Niagara Falls and hit a bridge and it was going so fast that it launched it into the air. Yeah.
1: It was crazy.
0: And the, and the thing just exploded when it hit cause it was so, flying so fast. But what happens was it was a couple that was in the car that died and it was somehow figured out that the couple was going to the Ottawa show to see kiss. Oh, wow. And the show got canceled or no, they were, yeah, I think they were going to Ottawa. And then what they did on these three dates, which I'll give kiss credit for, they said, if you have, if you had tickets to a canceled show, come to the next one and we'll, we'll find a way to get you in. So they were heading to Niagara Falls. I, um, some people think So some people think that they might have been heading to, to the Toronto show. I don't know about the geography. But um, the weird thing about this was the crash occurred at 11.27 a.m. the morning after the Ottawa show was canceled. Or maybe it was okay. the morning of the Ottawa show. But Paul Stanley, literally at the exact same minute that the crash occurred, had made his post about being sick and the show being canceled. What?
1: Yeah. I don't. See the connection?
0: Well, they're Kiss fans, and the show got canceled, and then he sped off a bridge. But anyway, that's that's the conspiracy theory guy. Oh, <laughs> so, like, think about I the song you. "Detroit Rock City."
1: So, like, the idea then is they're in the car, they're excited to see Kiss, they see that it got canceled, mm-hmm. and then something crazy happens, and they crash their car. Right. Oh well,
2: my God! No time to turn.
0: Wow. Okay, all right, I see it now. A lot of KISS fans online have been saying, well, oh my God, it's like the song Detroit Rock City come to life.
2: I got to laugh! Because I know I'm going to die. Why? Get up! Everybody's going to move their feet.
0: Get down! Kind of, yeah. It's about a guy getting into a car on his way to a KISS concert and he dies. Right. Um... Wow, but, I didn't know any of that.
1: They didn't tell us about any of that on the news.
0: Right. Well, and then I'm, I'm reading up on it, and somebody on the KISS FAQ, um, somebody found a comment that said that Bentley actually has a feature called launch control, automatic acceleration from 0 to 60 in 4 seconds all the way up to the top speed of 200-plus miles per hour. Oh, and that wow. And that car, the Bentley Continental, was part of a recall in t- 2018 to 2021 for stuck accelerators. Wow! So it's it's a, that that car is way too much for most people to handle. Add a stuck accelerator, and you have a Dukes of Hazard rerun.
1: That's wild. I had no idea about the Kiss Connection in that. Everybody was saying it was terrorists, and then it was like, okay, I guess it wasn't.
0: Well, the thing, from what I gather, the car when it landed, it hit so hard that it caused the explosion, and all the authorities knew was there was a giant explosion there, and so their protocol was this could be a terrorist attack. So they started kind of preparing to investigate it like it was, but it wasn't. Or it could just be the guy had a heart attack while he was driving. Who knows?
1: Or he was so mad because they were like, okay, well, let's go to the next one then. You know, if, if this one's canceled, let's go ahead and head there now so we can get there ahead of time so we can be there for the next one. And then they go, man, I sure hope it don't get canceled. And then Paul he tweets. gets the tweet and then he gets mad and punches the dashboard and hits that button or something. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Who knows? I just thought it was a really bizarre story. That's why I wanted to talk about it.
1: That is very bizarre.
0: It, it's all it's all over Kiss FAQs message board, but I haven't really seen any rock sites pick up on it. Maybe I should do like the rare Decibel Geek news story and write up something.
1: Yeah, because the news channels didn't say nothing about no. Kiss. They should have.
0: And I'm and I'm making massive leaps of assumption with some of this right? stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why it hasn't been picked up.
1: <laughs> probably because they're not around to tell you, but that's sad. I don't want, it makes me sad. No kiss fans lost their lives.
0: Yeah. But with this tour, so they're going into the final shows and I, I'll save the ACE thing for last, but, um, they're going into the final shows at Madison square garden this weekend. There's a lot going on with this. So a couple things I wanted to bring up. Um, one of the things was, did you hear about the New York city takeover that they're doing? No, mm-hmm and this is one thing. Well, I'll give credit where it's due. Like Kiss, as far as branding themselves and marketing, I'll, they're great at this. And oh, this they're is the best. This is like a really cool idea. Where if I was if I was a fan and I was in New York, I would want to experience this because it's like they did this whole immersive takeover of different things in New York. And I'll go over the list of what the, some of the stuff they're going to do. They partnered with a company called Bravado, and uh, they're Universal Music Group's industry-leading merchandise and brand management company. So they have different events to pay tribute to the band's history. So first thing, which, of course, first and foremost with KISS is the KISS store pop-up that's happening near Madison Square Garden starting uh, tomorrow. Yeah. So it's uh, it'll... Experienced memorabilia, apparel, accessories, collectible items uh, from partnerships with Ed Hardy, Oxford Pennant, Trick or Treat Studios, Funko, and um, exclusive Kiss pop up store merchandise. That that's a no brainer. Of course, they're going to do that. Then there's a New York City takeover Google Map. It's an interactive map built in partnership with Google Maps that'll let fans easily locate the Kiss activation spots pinned throughout the city. So this other stuff I'm going to mention that's cool but they missed a golden opportunity. They should have put some of the KISS landmarks on that Google map.
1: That's where I thought you were going with that. Yeah,
0: yeah. do like Electric Lady, do the Loft, do the Dress to Kill cover corner and all that. Um, KISS Metro cards, Penn Station and Herald Square Station, they're going to have 50,000 KISS branded Metro cards, which are the cards you use to get on and off the train. Oh, that's cool. That's kind of cool. The Rangers, um, actually tomorrow night as of when we're recording this, are going to do KISS game night at Madison Square Garden. It's featured, uh, the game will feature KISS-themed activities and uh, Kiss, for, KISS and uh, New York Rangers merchandise. That's kind of cool. Hmm. Um, New York Post, uh, they're doing KISS-branded trikes, and brand ambassadors will be passing out commemorative newspaper wraps and custom KISS cookies. So the New York Post is involved. Wow. Uh, Penn Station digital ads. They'll have digital advertisements running around. There's a Kiss taxi fleet. It's taxis that are wrapped with Kiss stuff. Wow. Driving all through the cities. 800 plus taxis will also feature Kiss digital tops and Kiss TTV content. I'm not sure what that means. Taxi television, I guess.
1: I guess so, yeah. What you watch when you're in the back seat.
0: Peloton is doing promotion with them also. There's going to be a... A KISS-themed bike tread row and app dropping on the Peloton platform. That's kind of odd. That's weird. Maybe you can do the Paul Stanley workout.
2: But dirty minds and
1: clean bodies.
0: <laughs> um,
1: right before you get arrested.
0: Right. Uh, Prince Street Pizza is doing KISS-themed pizza and a collectible KISS pizza box available with all orders of KISS pizza. So um, wow. if you've got a Paul Stanley pizza box on the cruise, you can pair it with this, I guess.
1: You know what? I bet you there's going to be a lot of people selling that shit on eBay the next week. It's
0: it's going to be tons of it. Inked New York City is doing complimentary Kiss flash tattoos from 11 to 7 and face painting from 1 to 5 this week. Wow. Uh, Exclusive Kiss rip and dip merchandise. I don't know what rip and dip is. I was just going to
1: ask. I don't know that either.
0: But yeah, they're doing all that stuff in the week leading up to the show. I think that's pretty smart. I mean, it is pretty cool.
1: It is their hometown. It's New York City. It's where Kiss came from. They should be doing all that stuff with KISS. Yeah. And when I look at it, it's like when they're doing that stuff, I think about classic KISS. I think about KISS coming up in New York City, you know, playing those little clubs before anybody knows who they are. And then, like, the triumphant returns to Madison Square Garden on the tours and things like that, you know. KISS should be treated like hometown heroes in New York City. And that's that's really cool.
0: Yeah, I like that. Um some more talk has happened about: Is there going to be guests? Is Ace and Peter going to be there? Is Bruce going to be there? Um, Ace did an interview with our friend Mark Striegel on Sirius uh, yesterday and right said that he was. Ne- and you know, Gene and Paul like to throw out the "we invited Ace and Peter" uh, line through this tour. Ace says they've never contacted him. It, it was all just deployed to sell tickets.
1: That's lame. So lame. See, it's it sucks to go from man. That's really cool. I like it that New York City's you know showing Kiss some love, and then right back to man. This is why I don't like Kiss anymore. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. I'm sorry, but we got to cover it. Um, and then Bruce also stated that he will not be there, and he was not asked to be there either.
1: Jeez and we talked about we talked about this on the last time we did a geek wire we were talking about Bruce and how the ideal thing would have been to have the Bruce Kulick band opening up all these shows on this farewell tour but again you know they're not going to want to be blown away by anybody they don't even want the opening act to be any good at all because they don't want anybody to walk out of there thinking about anything else but kiss and Bruce Kulick opening the show i mean if they really wanted to be legit they could have had Bruce Kulick open followed by Ace Fraley with Peter Chris comes up and does a couple of songs with Ace, and then Kiss comes out. I would have even been okay thinking that was pretty cool, just to have them there to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, I, just, I would have been fine if, at the very least, invite these guys out to just to be guests to hang out at the show, let them finish rock and roll all night, and then during the end at the guitar smash, have the guys walk out, do a bow. Just do that. And you know how many people you would appease, and it would also... Just be a nice moment, but they won't even do that.
1: Take a bow? How much do they think they want to get paid for that?
0: Well, Ace will want a quarter of a million for it, probably, knowing, knowing him. But um, I, I don't know. It's, it, it's sad, but it just annoys me that Gene and Paul are saying, oh, we invited them, but they've said no. It's like, well, don't even say that if you didn't actually invite them.
1: Right. If this interview I'm doing right now and me mentioning this, consider that the invitation.
0: Well, it's like I've said in the past, I would respect Gene and Paul more if they would just be honest and say, look, we're selling out arenas without them. Who gives a fuck if they come? At least be honest about it.
1: Yeah, because at this point now, those Madison Square Garden shows are sold out.
0: Actually, I think there are tickets still available.
1: Really? Yeah. Wow. I did not know that. Well, I got to imagine most of the tickets are sold out and all the expensive ones right down front are gone. So that's that ought to make them happy. So by adding Ace and Peter, I'm sure you'd sell out the rest as soon as that was announced. But then hey. you got to pay them. You got to pay them. They deserve to be paid for their contributions. You know.
0: Well, and it's like, do you guys? I mean, you guys really can't just pony up some money to make the people that supported you all these years happy. I mean, it's just I don't know. It's they can do whatever they want, but it's just annoying.
1: But it comes back to what you said earlier about. They don't care about the old school fans. They're worried about who they can impress now. You know, Who can we get tonight that is being brought along by their uncle or their grandpa or their dad or their mom or their older sister or cool aunt or whatever? Who can we hook tonight that was never a KISS fan before? They're like yeah, but all these other Kiss fans have been with us for years. No, no, they get the same set list as everybody else. We're playing Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits from top to bottom, Ugh. and that and that's it. You know. Well, maybe not for the Let's put the X and Sacks, <laughs> and you make me rock hard. Oh man, people will be so excited if they busted those out. Just I would <laughs> shocked. You all well, shocked because you're hearing something different in the set list. Yeah. Now I will say this. My friend Eddie Dinges went to see Kiss in Chicago last night, and he did the meet and greet and all that stuff. said he had a great time. Well, good. That's all that matters. He, uh, in the sound check, they played a couple of things that he, you know, were outside the box, and they thought that was pretty cool. They did Shock Me, which, I mean, I don't don't never feel good about that.
0: Shock Me and Beth should not be included in their current lineups uh, set list that, that that those two songs I would say those should be hands off
1: I'm thinking like you're like Tommy you should do shock me tonight man don't make me do it you know can I do one of my songs off one of the later albums no both those songs are decent
0: that's why I never I never get it they you know they like to say well it's just the makeup and Tommy and Eric are their own people it's like well let them play their own material yeah well, it's just stupid, and you know, Eric shouldn't be up there pretending to play piano on Beth. That's stupid.
1: <laughs> but I got a feeling Eric likes that. I think he likes doing Beth.
0: He's a masochist, I guess. I don't know.
1: Maybe I don't know. People tear him up for it. They're like, come on, man, let's do let's do Black Diamond. No, no, we're not doing that. We'd have to go back and cut new tapes.
0: I just, why, why would anyone want to hear Beth with anyone else singing it? To me, it's, it's, that, that song just sums up Peter Chris. Why would you want anyone yeah. else to do it?
1: I didn't understand it back when they had Eric Carr sing it on Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits. It was cool because of the novelty of actually getting to hear Eric sing something.
0: Yeah, but it had to be that.
1: But why did <laughs> it have to be that?
0: But now um, one interesting thing, you know, and so like if there's no special guest, then it's like, well, what would be the reason to tune in on the pay-per-view or go to this thing if you don't support the current lineup? Um, the only thing I'm that some people are grasping onto and I'm wondering about and I have a theory about is a quote that Gene had in an interview this week where he said there's going to be one effect that we're doing only in New York. It's a separate technology we're debuting, but I can't say too much about it.
1: What? We're debuting new technology
0: at the final kiss show. I have a theory about what he's talking about. Now, I don't know how it will be used, but I have an idea of what the technology is. And I've mentioned this in the past. Howie Mandel and his daughter do a podcast and, or it's a YouTube show. Yeah. And on their show, they have featured this. Um, it's a box that it's a hologram box. Oh, no. And it's um, it's from a company called Proto. But it's different than like what Wendy Dio did with the Ronnie James Dio thing. It's That's more of a projected hologram. This is a box where the entire box is the hologram. So you'll be in a remote location. You'll have the camera for the box in front of you. And you stand in the spot. But, like, say 300 miles away is where the box itself is. And it literally looks like you are standing inside that box physically. It doesn't look like you're broadcast. It looks like you're literally standing there. Oh,
1: this is going to be the test run for the next tour.
0: I don't know. I don't know how it would be used, but here I'll get to the point quick. So it's really cool technology. Howie, and I watch Howie's show regularly, and he had Mike Judge on that created Beavis and Butthead, King of the Hill, and all that. And yeah he was debuting it there showing Mike Judge because like a a fan had a question and the guy walks into the box and Mike Judge is like who are you and he's like oh I'm so and so and he asked the question Mike Judge is like is he really there and he's like no he's like 200 miles away but it turns out it's a company called Proto Howie Mandel is a big board member investor of it and during that episode um, he mentioned that KISS were investors in this technology and
1: so here's what we do we cut out after the third song if nobody can tell the difference between that and the end of the show, we can keep touring forever and never have to leave our houses. Well, I don't
0: know if that's the case.
1: We just each get one of these boxes. I get up in the morning, put on my suit and stuff, you know, get the armor on and get my bass guitar, get up here, stay in front of this thing. We tour forever.
0: Then poor Shannon has to cook pancakes while Gene's in his demon gear at the fucking kitchen table <laughs> doing a concert. <laughs>
1: shut up and eat your cornflakes but even at that if it looks good you just record them one time
0: yeah but i mean it's i don't i can't say for sure that that's the thing but like i know they are involved with that company and gene's talking about technology that they're trying to make work i'm thinking it's something to do with a hologram but what that hologram would be i don't know now if it's a hologram of eric carr that would be pretty cool
1: I was gonna say it's gonna be holograms of Ace Fraley and Peter Chris.
0: <laughs> oh god, that would be the ultimate fuck you, wouldn't it? We just wanted to bring out some old
1: friends one last time. Peter Chris and Ace Fraley. The fans all cheer. Ace Fraley snaps a pencil wherever he is. Motherfuckers.
0: It's pretty cool technology, but like I don't know how Kiss would utilize it. And then one other point about the Final Kiss shows was they have had documentary crews lately on the tour over the last few stops. So I'm thinking some sort of documentary thing will be shown before they go on stage. But outside of that, I don't. With no special guests, what else would would be there to surprise you? I don't. I don't think there'd be much of anything.
1: Well, it's definitely not going to be the set list. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, they're not changing that. So it's just going to be a typical Kiss show.
1: And so if you've seen them in the last 20 years, you're going to see what they're seeing at the final show because they haven't changed a damn thing
0: i'd love to be surprised but i just don't see it and then you know some people like well bruce says he's not going to be there this could be a work and like they told him to say that
1: yeah i mean mean, that's the way they do it in pro wrestling a lot of times you know you say you know hey when are you going back to wwe oh i I don't think that'll ever happen and the next thing you know cm punk is on tv and people are freaking out you know
0: that would be cool if that was the case, but I don't have a lot of hope that it's going to be the case, but we'll see.
1: No, because if that was the case, then you'd want to tell people ahead of time so everybody would buy the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't make sense to use it as a surprise on the last thing unless then you go, okay, then the next day people will order the pay-per-view. I mean, they're marketing geniuses. There's none higher in that department in the world of rock music than KISS.
0: Yeah. So um, I just had one more thing, obviously – uh, as of today, November 28th, the new Ace Fraley title track from the new album, 10,000 Volts, was released. I'm assuming you've heard it now. Hell yeah, I have. Okay, well, what what do you think? I love it.
1: I think yeah. it's great. I love the video. I think Ace sounds like classic Ace. I, I dig it, man. It's a good hard rockin' tune awesome guitar solo in it and it's new music you yeah. know thank you Ace Fraley for caring enough about your fans knowing that you're not going to sell a platinum amount of albums you know you're going to sell quite a few because there's a lot of KISS fans out there that still care about Ace Fraley I just want to say thank you you know KISS won't give us new music they go oh, man, we don't, we're don't. we never going to write new music again, you know? Like, man, why? You know, the, those albums that they did with uh, the Sonic Boom and the Monster, they weren't bad, you know? They could have been better, but they weren't bad. They had definitely got moments on them, both of them do, that sound good to me. But that was a long time ago when Monster came out. Yeah, is sure. Two, too worried about, you know, hooking some new young kid to be a fan for the many years into the future than giving it to the original old school fans that deserve to be treated a little better, but not Ace Fraley. You talk about, you know, when Kiss at one time wrote music because they were artists, because they enjoyed being musicians, because it was an art that they were the artists, and they were creating, and it feels good to create things. And then somewhere along the line, it's like, no, it ain't about that no more. We don't care about being creative. We don't care about doing it for the art. We don't care about giving it to the fans, you know, that want to, hear, want to hear more KISS music. You know, they stopped doing all that. But Ace Fraley's still doing it. So that tells me the same thing I've always believed about Ace Fraley. When it came to KISS, he was the artist. He was the one that really cared about the music. When they're doing shit like The Elder, Ace is going, this is a bad idea. When they're doing disco, Ace is going, I'm not so sure about this. You know, when they're doing the new wave pop music of 1980, Ace is like, I don't think this is a good idea. Hey, man, we'll give you three songs on the album. All right, Curly, I'm in, you know, (laughs) but that tells me what I believed all along is that when it comes to Kiss, Ace Fraley was the true artist, the true musician, not the marketer, not the branding executive, but the artist, the musician. He was the heart and soul of KISS, and I'm so happy that he's still putting out new music.
0: Yeah, I was happy with what I heard, and I, I love the main riff of the song. The, I really love the pre-chorus part. I think that's, yeah. that's really good. And uh, it, you can hear the Steve Brown influence, not that it sounds like Trickster, but honestly it no. sounds more like um, like the uh, Tokyo Motor Fist stuff that I like so much that he was involved in. It, it, I, I can hear a little bit of that influence on it. Um, But it still does sound like an Ace tune. And Ace's voice, I think, makes it like The funniest criticism I've heard, though, and, you know, if you watch YouTube clips of Ace in the last year, his voice is not doing great these days. They're just the way he enunciates things is a little weird. And then but like then people are listening to the song, the studio version, and they're like, well, this doesn't sound like him live. He sounds like shit live. And I'm like, so you want him to sound like shit on the record? Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, would you have bought that last docking album if he wouldn't have gone in there oh, and God. gotten a little help? Can you imagine? I mean, that's a pretty great album. But without the Studio Magic, you know, same with Ozzy. Would yeah. you want Ozzy going in there? Just, hey, I want it raw. I want, I want this to be like a garage tape.
0: Oh, it's like live, don't use tracks. But in the studio, that's where you do work the magic. Right. You use all yeah. the fucking help you can get.
1: Yeah, I think that's okay. I think that's fair because in the studio, you're supposed to enhance these songs you know, and make them sound as good as they possibly can. And then hopefully you can recreate that live. But, you know, sometimes bands can't do it. But Ace has always had funny enunciation and pronunciations, you know? That's part of his charm.
0: Sure. And I don't know that he could pull this off live as it sounds on the record, but that's not the point. Because, I mean, I listened to his interview on Mark Striegel's show and Mark's like, so how many songs can we can we expect to hear from the new album? And he's like, oh, we're going to start real slow. And I'm like, yeah, that means one, two songs at the most. Um, so he's, still, he's every one of that generation still has that thought of, I put out a new record, I still have to just play the hits. But honestly, anyone going to see Ace Now is a diehard. I think most of them would be happy to hear new songs. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because it's a cool surprise, you know. It ain't it ain't like Kiss where you know exactly what they're gonna play every single time. Where you've got new music, you know, bust it out. I know, like you yeah, you're right. Anybody going to see Ace Fraley isn't going to hear the standard Kiss songs. Those are fun. It's fun to see Ace play those, you know, and it's fun to sing along. But I think somebody that's actually buying a ticket to go say go see Ace Fraley... Is such a big Ace Raley fan that hearing something outside the box or a new song is actually a hell of a treat.
0: Well, like, you know, some of the <clears throat> some of the complaints, and I agree with them about like does Ace need to be playing Detroit Rock City, Deuce, and Love Gun live? Um, and
1: with the other guys singing?
0: Yeah, with the other guys singing. Like Scott Coogan used to sing Love Gun for him, and yeah. then you know Ryan has taken over some stuff for him, and that's fine, but. I mean the main reason he would include that is because of the solos, right? Right. I mean the deuce solo classic, the Love Gun solo classic, the Detroit Rock City solos classic. But why not just do a medley and do the solos together and then you can get that out of the way and play other stuff.
1: Yeah. I remember way back in the day, only because I heard it on a bootleg that when Ace Fraley would play Deuce, he would actually sing it. And it's really cool.
0: I no, was that. No, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine, but if I'm going to see Ace Fraley live, if you I think it's the best of both worlds. Do a quick medley of the bigger Kiss songs that you didn't sing, but you have amazing solos on, and it would take five minutes out of, the, out of the show, and then you could add that much more solo material.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or what you could do is just play the solos from them songs. Make a medley out of the solos. That's and what then I'm have saying. The, have the guitar smoke at that part. That would be your guitar solo.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just do a, a medley with just the solos back to back. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: No, that'd be awesome.
0: It's uh, the new album. The new single and the video was released today, and then the album comes out in February.
1: You know, I've mentioned this before on the show, but there was a time in my life that if you would have told me someday Ace Fraley's going to work with them dudes from Trickster on an album, I'd have been like, what? No. Please. I'd have been terrified. But I guess, I guess we all grow and mature, you know, so... Sounds good. Can't, can't bitch about it. Well, and I was talking to a fellow former DJ from Z104 in central Wisconsin, and I sent the video, and I said, you know, it makes my heart smile. Even after all this time, anytime I see Ryan Cook up on stage with Ace Fraley, and I think back to when I was, like, 20, and I'm meeting Hair of the Dog, you know, and Hair of the Dog was such a big deal up there. And to think, like, if I go back in time and be like, someday— Not only are you going to be a part of the Gene Simmons band, you're going to be a part of the Ace Fraley band, too. He laughed at me. You know, he said, that's ridiculous. You know, that's crazy. But how awesome would that be? But to see it, I mean, it it just makes my heart so warm because, like, everyone always says, man, it sure sucks when bad things happen to good people. Well, it's nice to see a living example of good things happening to good people. And same with Jeremy. You know, when he's up there in that video and they both look like a million bucks and they got giant smiles on their faces – that shit's legit, you know, because those guys are huge KISS fans just like we are.
0: Oh, yeah. They're completely living the dream.
1: And, and they got a chance to live that dream. And, man, I, like I said, my heart soars every time I see it because I know they're both great guys. And they love Ace Fraley. And they want the best for Ace Fraley. And the best for Ace Fraley is what's best for the fans, you know. So, hell yeah, Ace. I love the new song. Can't wait to hear the new album early next year. It's coming in the spring. I can't wait for it. I'm excited. Thank you, Ace, for keeping the music coming for us.
0: But Yeah, so uh, just wanted to hit on a few things, and we have a regular episode to record now, so uh, thanks for listening.
1: All right, this has been the Torpedo Dudes. Like we said, if you love KISS and you love the Decibel Geek podcast, head on over to Patreon.com and look up Decibel Geek, find your level of commitment. They're all pretty inexpensive, and you can get in on hundreds of hours of extra content that was never released for Decibel Geek, including our very own KISS podcast, this, the Torpedo Dudes. We're a part of Pantheon Podcast. Check them out. They've got all the best podcasts in the entire world. They support us. We love everybody that does that. So this spend been the Torpedo Dudes. I'm Aaron Camaro with Chris Sinzak, and we'll hopefully see you on Patreon.
2: See ya. I don't like Christmas. Still see you sitting by that tree. Don't want to talk about New Year. Can't be together on it's even. Don't start on my birthday. Just let it pass me by. Just like being alone on the 4th of July. But don't like it to cry.